Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by our Patreons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is the Bombs Express. Choo-choo! That's right, Corey. The Bombs Express is back. And round four now we've got coming up, Corey. We'll probably preview the first few weeks and have a look at what's coming up. But before we do that, mate, where can the listeners hit us up on social media? Find us on social media or find us on Twitter and Patreon at SC Elites. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, and SoundCloud at Supercoach Elites. Now, Bombs, apparently yes, there's a reason Brett's not here tonight. Well, they tell me that he's uh, he could be unwell, sick, mm. vomiting, look dehydrated. Maybe. But, Corey, but what's the real reason? Well, I think it was this week, mate, because, uh, you know, I know you had a semi-decent week. You, you definitely jumped over the 2K mark. Is that correct? Yeah, I did, yeah. Now, I definitely jumped over the 2K mark. Uh, sorry, what did you score, Bobs? Oh, like 2012, I think it was. Not bad. I dropped to 21.45. Now, my opponent this week, Bobs, I got a real good percentage boost. Uh, 1,597 my opponent scored this week. Um, and my opponent was uh, none other than Obi-Wan Dugowie. And uh, that's Brett's team, mate. He honestly, he's fucking shit, that guy. He, he's up 1600. <laughs> what the fucking shit? It's a conspiracy. It has to be. It has to be. The dickhead doesn't, he still doesn't have Doherty. He's still running players like Dugowie. He keeps telling me Bont's good. He reckons Danger's a lock, locked in captain for the next 18 weeks. He reckons Rao's no chance to win the Rising Star and probably hasn't polled a Brownlow vote at this point in the year. He's got no idea. You want to no a couple of these names on field? Darcy Cameron, 28. <laughs> Sam Sturt, 11. <laughs> a few of those are unlucky, though. Tommy Stewart, 84. Guess who he captained this week, Bombs? Uh, man, I'd have no idea. Bit man. of Hewitt, who am I? You missed out on his absolute gold rush last year. Uh, Gold Rush. Ruckman. Who did I miss? Oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> he captains Riley O'Brien. <laughs> he's fucked. This guy, he's actually fucked, this guy. <sighs> yeah, and he's claiming sick. I didn't apparently even Apparently can't I didn't confirm or that. deny, but apparently a couple of the boys have been on Call of Duty with him all day. Yeah, and they reckon that it might be true, but um, that's shocking. That's yeah, actually I, sure. I reckon false, to be honest. I reckon false. But look, um, we're not here to turn, toot our own horns. Um, good week. Jumped up the rankings. It was, was nice recovery from last week. It uh, felt good, but the show must go on. we got a couple of our favourite segments coming back this week, Bumps. Mainly yeah. Who Am I? Yeah. I was going to bring back Around the Grounds, but not too much to do around there. Uh, around, around the Pracky Games. Around the Pracky oh, Grounds. Around yeah. the training session. Cannot, can <laughs> confirm, cannot touch each other. <laughs> and honestly, look, I'm not going to pot shot McKenna. I feel bad for the bloke. Poor guy's got corona. Um, but how fucking stupid are the Essendon Football Club? I mean, dead set. The AFL gives you instructions not to train in your fucking whole line defensive groups. They have every defender in a gym session together. Jeez. I don't know if they told them not to do your whole lines at one time, but AFL um, have instructed that AFL be, said that was your fault for doing your whole lines together be, or something. Would be yeah. encouraged not to spend your whole team line together. And by by and large, I think their whole defence deserves oh. to be out this week. They might as well drop their forward line because they are shit. 
Are they coming up against Carlton as well? You know what? It's the sort of game that Carlton would lose too. Mike. Yeah, he's going to absolutely <laughs> feast. They don't have a Ruckman. Well, I'll tell you what, though. Who wasn't in that training group was Zerk Thatcher. So we all could have just been kissed on the uh, the long Johnny, Corey, because uh, we, we might have him back if he hasn't already been traded out of our team. Game goes on. Look, we've we got, we got a bit to talk about. We've got a couple of different, uh, more of cosmetic, structural things to talk about moving forward. Um, you know, what happens? What do we do with those Essendon and uh, Melbourne players? Bumps? Let's let's kick it off straight off the bat. There's going to be double game weeks. We don't know when. Have I'm not, I don't think there's. I'll straight say this straight off the top. I I can I can say, relatively comfortably, we're not going to have double game weeks. You reckon just incorrect I think, wording from whoever wrote that article? I think the games that will be scheduled midweek may have Supercoach points dished out, but it won't count towards uh, game fixtures. It won't count towards overall points and all that sort of shit. That's what my gut's telling me, Corey. Do you reckon maybe like a best of score for the week? Or too skewed because of Supercoach? No, no, no. They're not, not going to do double game. There's, I, I'm, I'm confident. I'm confident in that. that so you think that's just going to be a null and void? I think that game, whilst it'll be like a, you know, practice match early in the year. You know, you, you sort of see what people would have scored and all that kind of stuff. But we won't uh, actually get the points contributing to a weekly score or a season score. That's That's my gut feel. Did you see the article that was written that said... I, d- I didn't, know Who wrote okay. it? Okay. I don't know who wrote it. I think it was a Supercoach-related article. Should have screenshotted yeah. it. Um, and it did say something about it. there would be a double double game week going on. Um, yeah. Pardon? don't even know when this fixture is. We yeah, well, that's my know. question. So, if it's any time relatively soon, if it's late, hypothetically, we won't spend much time on it. But if there was, would we now just start targeting Melbourne and Essendon players? <sighs> It's a good idea. Max Gorn, Petrarca. You wouldn't mind having them. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I'd say. Do they yeah. have anyone else relevant? Well, I probably think Max Gorn, Petrarca. Maybe though you, it is the double. You've probably got Devin Smith. Um, oh, Clayton, Clayton Oliver. Oliver. Clayton Oliver. I don't know how I missed that one. Um, Dev. Yeah. yeah. So, Zachy Merritt. There's a couple of players, but I think that's dumb. I mean, a double game week that they, first of all, I wouldn't like seeing it. The 18, the 18 fielded was a fucking crock of shit. To be fair. Um, It should have been minimum 20. I reckon Um, go the whole 22. Go the whole 22. But you know, 20 at an absolute fucking minimum is what it should have been. And I don't want to see double game weeks coming up now. I mean, we got no idea who, what, when, where, how, why, and fucking any other sort of question, one worded question uh, you want to throw out there. Don't fucking do it seriously. Agreed. The double oh, game what about the teams that are disadvantaged? You know, fucking people that had gone. Well, you know what? That's why there shouldn't be a fucking competition this year. It should just be a bit of fucking fun. Scrap the fucking money. It is what it is, I, I guess. Scrap the money for what? Like the 50K fucking, you know, oh, prize. And all nah, that I guess. Leave it there. They get, enough, they get enough money. They can dish some out to the sponsors. Yeah, um, well, you know my argument mean, is don't worry about the disadvantage. Think about the disadvantage. You know, you can argue that you're at disadvantage for not having them this week, but think about the advantage that the players who didn't have them now will have if they get a double game week. Yeah, you'd be able to bring them in. I mean, exactly. who won't be I know for a fact if it gets named, I'll be going getting Clayton Oliver. I'll be going getting Max Gorn. It all depends on when and how it gets named. I think that's the key here because... Um, 
if we're given two weeks notice, everyone's going to use four trades to bring those guys in. If we are given absolutely no notice, it may mean a maximum of two games all of a sudden given. I would kind of like to see, to be honest, um, it get announced after like a Thursday or a Friday. And if it is going to be a double game week, get it whacked on to like the Tuesday or Wednesday of the week after when you can't hit the reverse button on your team trades and that kind of stuff. I think then it might start to mitigate maybe some of the, uh, you know, tactical kind of side of things. And if you have those players in your team, then rightly so, you kind of missed out one week. So, you know, they're coming on board now. But uh, I'm not a fan of uh, any sort of double game week, though. Agree. I want to make Agree. Great um, Look, let's scrap that. Let's go back to, oh, how do I want to fixture this? I could go who am I straight up early. I think that'll be a good one. I think we'll go who am I, have a bit of a chat, and then we'll get yeah. into some kind of Josh Dunkley news and chats about that as well. Are you ready, boss? Yep, go for it. Who am I? Always like yep. this better when Brett's here as well, but um, yep, it doesn't Brett's matter. Brett's no good at this game. I uh, currently play for a bottom 10 side. Yep. Could say bottom eight if you wanted to. Oh, nah. I don't know they're bottom eight, but... Bottom team, actually, sure. I actually don't know that. Uh, arguably being best on ground for my team in all three of my games so far. Yep. Uh, I'm a defender. Oh, okay. You might have thrown me. Yep. Yep, okay. I did because I know that you thought you had it before. But <laughs> you dick. Um, I had a couple of score involvements every game. A couple of score. I uh, haven't had less than five marks in a game. My next worst is nine. Haven't had less than five in your next... Okay, so your second bottom mark tally this year has been nine, sure. Yep. yep. Uh, my lowest possession tally for the year is 15 and my highest is 20. Who am I? So you're getting 15 to 20 every week and you're taking yep. some marks. Um, well, I guess who's dominating in defence? That, that could be the question. Could it be Jake Lloyd? It's not Jake Lloyd. Okay. Um, who else would take a lot of marks? Oh, it's not Tom Stewart, is it? It's not Tom Stewart. Caleb Daniel? Nicky Haynes, boss. Nicky Haynes oh, from the GWS course. Footy yeah, Club. Right. Fair up enough. at about... 507 Score involvements had me uh, thrown there. Yeah, he has been super, super impressive, I reckon. Um, and one of those ones that I think at the moment, we've got a lot of value up forward, but I think at the moment, if anyone's looking at getting Houston, could offer a little bit of value down back. Yeah. His price point's nice. It's probably you're not going to pay a lot more during the year and you're not going to play it, pay a hell of a lot less. And I just think he's going to be consistently around that price. Um, I'm probably not switching lead to... Um, Nick Haynes, to be honest, but uh, what about for you Houston know, owners? Because I'm having a serious look, mate. He's dropped under. He's dropped under 100 once with a 97. Everything else been, you know, what he's got 114, 111 or something like that. Yeah, he's looked bloody good early. Yeah, well, you look at the defenders. There's only a handful averaging over 100. He is one of them, and I think the back end last year was very good. I think if I remember, his last three or four games all 100 plus as well. Um, there's not much to come back into the time that'll uh, into the side that'll take points off him. I don't hate it. I think there'll be higher averaging defenders out there, but he will be in and around that tops, you know, uh, maybe five to kind of nine bracket. And uh, there's nothing wrong with the selection, I don't think. The other ones that I like are Jakey Lloyd, but you got to pump out an extra 80K. How do you feel about Caleb Daniel? Yeah, I feel like it's at the moment okay. Let's also keep in mind, you know, he's a. Big Eddie had man, and correct me if I'm wrong, but dogs have been at Eddie had or every game so far. Ah, uh, no idea. Neither the do I. shit, so I don't pay attention. But I'm going to say that. Did they play Collingwood at Eddie had or the, yep. at the G? Yep. And no, uh, 
can't remember who they've had the last couple of weeks. Who they have on GWS, Friday night. which was Eddie had. And, and who else? Who also oh, killed her? Eddie had. Yep, Eddie had. had. So, and we spoke. Well, I spoke last year about you know how good he is at Eddie had. They've gone three out of three. Eddie had. They got the Swans this week. That'll be at Eddie had. And uh, yeah, four out of four. So they've had, he's had a nice little run at Eddie had. So. Um, I don't know what that means for the back end for him. Maybe it won't be as high as an average as it is now. I'm sure there'll be plenty of questions about Dan Houston, and we'll leave that for when we get to our question uh, part. Josh Dunkley, mate. I don't own him. You don't own him. I think uh, I can't remember about you, but I know I was very cautious of him before the season started. I think you were too. We're on the same page for that, weren't we? I didn't want him. Not because I thought he was going to get injured, although I probably could afford. No, but we did try and say stay away. Yep. But I knew he was going to get injured. You know how I am. Crystal balls out, mate. It's. you know, there's just obvious things to predict. I knew his syndesmosis was under a bit of a cloud before the season started. But... Great news for uh, someone like me who's still running McRae and shit dog bond. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I will... Good things for Bailey Smith as well. I was going to say, let's talk about his teammate, Bailey Smith, who was almost my who am I. Um, do you know they had four players at 10 centre bounces last week other than their Ruckman? Yeah. And I bet you could name all four. Yeah, McRae, Bond. Uh, Bailey Smith and Dunkley. Yep. They were the only team other than their team they played in GWS to only have four players other than Ruckman mm. and Tender Centre Bounce. So if that's what they do going forward, who's the who's the guy now from the dogs that wasn't in centre bounces that goes in? Lipinski? Lipinski was dropped from the team last week. Fuck, was he really? Is it Libba? I'm surprised Libba uh, actually didn't Libba, attend. Uh, Libba's in the team, but I'm surprised yeah, he didn't Wallace, attend. Maybe bounces. even have a little bit. They probably rotate a little bit more. Was Lipinski the one last year that absolutely kicked ass? He was the one that had a lot of possessions. His scoring yeah. wasn't great. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that obviously happened. You'd say McRae gets a lot more time in the guts. They probably have a rotation. But well, Bailey to Smith... Be f- to be fair, though, if there's a, if they've only had four guys rotating through, how much more time can Bun- um, Bunkley, McRae, and Bont and Pally get? They're yeah, probably not well, going to get Bont's more. Not the, Bont's not the worry. Bont's attended over 20 centre bounces every game. Actually, I think last game was 17. The two games before were definitely over 20. Yeah, yeah, but, but this is what I'm saying. So Dunkley out. Just but McRae has out. it. McRae's been playing off a wing. So surely McRae's yeah. the one that goes straight in. But you, mm, I don't McRae, know. What you McRae, on again, only had about 10 centre bounces attended last week. Okay. And I took a photo of it. Leave it with me. I just think, it, you know, based on the, that stat you kind of bring up, you've had only four players over the weekend go in. And McRae and Bont were two of those yeah, four. Jack, no, like so Jack McRae, there was there was fifteen centre bounces for the dogs. Jack mm. McRae attended nine. Mm-hmm. Bont attended thirteen. Dunkley yeah. thirteen. Tim English fifteen. Bailey Smith ten. Okay. Bailey Smith. I think it might be Bailey Smith. Don. It, it's not like he's. Minutes in the centre bounces is going to reduce, uh, be reduced. That's for sure. And he's he's doing this off not a lot. I feel like like he's been good, but yeah. Well, bar last week like when he had last week he had twenty seven or whatever it was. Sorry, two weeks that, ago twenty seven. Last week he only had seventeen and a goal. Yeah, and he's gone. You know, one oh one again. So. But isn't that kind of typical though of what we're seeing this year? Yeah, Maybe it's funny. 20, I'll ask the question because it's, a goal is it's definitely going to come up and I know where I would be. Jai Simkin, Petrarca, Bailey Smith. One, two, three. Or should I just get me dog out, Corey? Yeah. All right. Jai Simkin. Yeah. That one. Um, well, Bailey Smith, I think now firms in at two. Who are the other two? Petrarca. And 
I didn't say another one, but we might oh, as well chuck oh, Greenwood in there because I think he's around that same for us. Yeah, I think, look, Petrarca's probably got the better ceiling. Greenwood for consistency. Greenwood, I feel like, is the safest out of all four of them. You really? Um, you think he's... I think Jai Simpkins the safest by country mile. You're not worried about the amount of the lack of touches? I mean, Greenwood, 12 tackles last week. Absolutely fantastic. But, yeah. you know, that, that, he's not tackling that much. That score, half that score. Yeah, and they had 10 can, touches. You can be, but I think what you can also ensure is that sometimes there can be fluctuations with disposals. But when it comes time to tackling, uh, you know, if you can do that just week in, week out, that's probably one of the points of your game that you can get really consistent is your tackling. So, yep. um, no, look, it doesn't concern me a hell of a lot. I think I feel like he's going to be the safest to continue on uh, his uh, merry I think, way. I think but I think gets the safest. I think the others, if they continued on, would have better ceiling average. Yeah. So, what, Simpkin, Bailey Smith, is that purely because of the injury? Yeah, I'd jack him up a little bit because of the injury. Then I'd Petrarca's attended Petrarca. a lot of centre bounces as well. Yeah, Melbourne aren't really a good football side, though. Yeah, no, not too bad. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Joe Simkin. Well, I mean, I, I spoke to you about him in the preseason. I have encouraged <laughs> you to pick him um, up until this point, Corey. You can legit and... suck my dig right now. Well, if that's what I'd have to do, you know, to reward you for finally listening to me, then sure. I'll do I'd it. be filthy. You know, what? I'd actually be filthy if I didn't pick him this week and we had some <laughs> pod and I had to talk about it again. Because remember last week? I'm yeah. Like, enemy draft. I've got to get him. Blah, 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 blah. Tell you what. Thank you to Dustin Martin and thank you to Josh Kelly, by the way. Yeah. Everyone who hates him. They got me Simkin and Lockie Neal. Yep. And it meant I held on Nick to Nick Nat because Nick Nat was going out for pit now. Yep. And just remember who encouraged those meal, uh, those trades, Corey. You you yep. shut dick when you thought I didn't bring in Joe Simpkin. Hold on. You did ask me. You said bombs. Nick Nat to Pit and A and, some, and what was it? Dusty to some person, Simpkin. whatever you're trying to do. Or do I get Simpkin and do I get Lockie Neal? And I said, no, 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 no. It was always, yourself up. It was always Dustin Martin to Simpkin. Yeah. And Nick and Nat to Pit and A, that's what Nick I said. Nick Nat to Pit and A. And I said, no, 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 just hold Nick Nat. Ignore Pitney for a week. I was grabbing Pitney unless, if Kelly was playing, I was grabbing Pitney. Gee, that's interesting. Anyway, regardless, whatever it is, you followed my advice. That's all I recall. Yeah, don't think that happened, but all right. Uh, I've got anyway, let's move on from that. Those who own Josh Dunkley, this is the more important question. I traded him. Um, there's another, actually, obviously they trade you, dickhead. Um, there's actually another uh, defender that I want to ask you about as well. I yeah, we'll get to it. Beyond Josh Dunkley, who do you go to? Is it that obvious that you have to try and get, if you don't own them, Lockie Neal and that five? They are, there's three midfielders I'm, I'm confident in only so far, Corey. And they are Neal, Fife and Cripps. I, I have not much confidence in everyone else. And to be fair, the fourth one I have most confidence in is actually Andrew Gaff. Yeah, that's on my list right now. The other one that I like to is Clayton Oliver. But literally on my list of my trade targets for... Um, Dunkley is Neil one five two Gaff three, Cripper yeah. four Oliver five. Yeah, I think if Oliver's got a double game week coming up, you jump on Oliver early now with Dunkley. Yeah, Oliver's just you're super consistent. You know you're getting one ten. Five and Neil are just absolutely monstering this season, and are probably going to break Supercoach records going forward. Uh, Cripper's your same. He's uh, probably a touch above Neil in that consistency average as well. And Gaff is just having that much of the ball and can use it. And he's just inflated points. I think he's safe as houses as well. Gaff is a very, very good selection. I think if you've got no money, you go, I'd take Gaff over Oliver, but 
that's in a situation where there's no double game weeks. I think the double game week, you do get yourself Oliver over Gaff to start with. Um, and then you move on your Gaff. Um, but, you know, ideally, um, you know, you want Neil or Fife, you know, either or. Neil's got a handy matchup this week in uh, Adelaide, which will certainly be interesting. And um, and Fife's got Gold Coast, which we're not sure what's going to go on here with Gold Coast because it's kind of been all right and haven't really given up big points to midfielders at this point. And Cripps has Essendon, who he could absolutely, uh, abs- you know, monster as well. So if you don't have one of those three, I think you bring one of those three in because that's an automatic captain selection for you too. Um, but if you haven't got the cash to go up to him, it's Oliver then Gaff. Only because if what you're saying is true, Corey, double game week, but I'm not a big fan of that. Yep. Uh, for those who missed, well, not missed now because they probably got lucky, but Alla Rivers, is it time that you just downgrade someone to them? You know, if uh, McKinnery doesn't come in, you don't have him, you don't have Benal, is, is that the trade you make this week? Yeah, that's what I'm looking at this week. Yeah. Yep. Same as you already grabbed Rivers. The week oh, before, I got Rivers you? after his first game. So it's same kind of thing. Same kind of thing. I think the uh, the two players are still bargain basement price. Um, they're going to play this week. Potentially, they've both got double game weeks coming up. How do you not pick them both? See the other ruckman from Sydney. They dropped one hundred and one. He's like two hundred and thirty k. But oh, the guy that was a late yep. in. Yep. Yeah. It's a ruckman's game. I mean, Pitonet's the probably the third or fourth highest averaging player in the league. Yeah, which I did say to you last week, average is 134. And, you know, that's what you have yeah. to look around. Average is 135 and, and a half now, Corey. Yeah, that's, mate, he's a lock. I'm, you know, probably trading Nick Nat to him again this week. <laughs> um, well, Any other rookies that you know of? That are coming up. Oh, I think it's, oh, I'll tell you what I've been impressed with, Stasevich. And fucked yeah. if I get that one wrong. I mean, he's yeah, gone same. back to back. And uh, I'm looking at it thinking... Fuck, is it even worth switching, uh, you know, Noble to Starsevic or something like that? And um, I probably well, starts worth at the moment about twenty less than Noble. Oh, is he two twenty still? Oh, two thirty, I think, something like that. Yeah. And um, I'm looking at it, but then if I do something like that, I'm unable to afford my uh, Dangerfield to Lockie Neal, which is my, uh, you know, primary kind of trade that I want to get done. Yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. I think we uh, both have to ride the wave too. The worst part is, is we went both went to Robertson that fucking game week one. Yeah, I mean, we could have had Starsevich sitting on our pines at the moment instead of Robertson. And, uh, you know, instead I've got someone generating no cash and, you know, the other dude's made fucking 80, something like that, with a yeah, probably a negative 80 break even or something. Do we, uh, do we think that we're going to have a shit ton more rotation this year? Um Cali out, laid out on Friday night. Mm. Uh, Dangerfield obviously saw... Uh, Dangerfield, Dusty saw Dusty. ribs. You can't really mm. control that. That was a little bit earlier. But, you know, the Cali laid out. Do we think tr- probably the training loads are a lot lighter under prep, COVID? anything different. Is, yeah. Do you think there's going to be a shitload of rotations going forward? No. No. I mean, we've seen this Josh Kelly before. This is the biggest risk he has in selecting him. His points are always good, Josh Kelly. But this is why maybe people have stayed away from him. Uh, you know, sort of, I don't want to say classically because it's not like he's been around for 12 years. Um, and Dusty, I mean, bruised ribs, freak kind of shit. Um, I think we start to see rotations if and when we start to get these double game week uh, kind of fixtures in. And that's the biggest risk to all of this um, because, you know, you could be bringing in a, a Gorn or an Oliver or someone like that for a double game week or a Devin Smith or Zach Merritt, whoever it is. But then on the back end, it's kind of like, mm, now if they're not pulling up, you know, 100%, do 
gee, do they actually get to the line for the second game that week? What kind of happens in that space? We're all not, we're all a bit uh, not too sure. Uh, probably a real simple one here too, but with trades, I think we mm. just need to reiterate the fact here. Uh, hold your trades for as long as you can to the point of a single game week, round four. If your teams, the players you're looking at trading in aren't playing or trading in or out aren't playing on the Thursday night, don't make your mm. trade on the Thursday night. That's right. Same as you Friday. Know, set just, alarm. just now I've had a little bit more thought. This double game week, uh, Jazz, I think we may even get you know three trades that week. The option for three trades. I think that shit that uh, that would not surprise me one bit. And five. the uproar, the uproar that there will be from the people who may have started Gorn or Oliver or got anyone number one of these players. Gee, that'll be big. That will be big, and it's skewed, and it's not fair. And I acknowledge that, Corey. And I'm fucking not about this season. I'm, I'm all about integrity, Corey. You you should know that. Give us the rules from the start. Don't give us fucking floating rules. Don't tell us fucking eight games deep into the fixture. Oh, you know what? The ninth game's now postponed. And you know they what? They already fucked Only... that up with two tra- five trades in round two. I know. And, and 18 <laughs> of your fucking players. Look, I know you want people still looking at your website so KFC can make their fucking money. But I'll tell you now, <laughs> whether people play Supercoach or not, people are digging into their fucking wicked wings. I, I, I can rest assured, Corey. Don't you fucking worry about that, KFC. It's a bit of a joke this fucking season. Oh, it is what it is, and at least we've got footy for now. Well, we've got footy. We've got something to do, but fuck. I mean, people get invested into this kind of stuff so seriously, Corey. And when people get invested, emotions, I think, run high, and there's going to be a lot of backlash. I think a lot of backlash. And I don't envy the people that have to make the decisions in relation to this, because one way or the other, the sooks will come for you. It's not an Uh, easy thing to do. No. Uh, hey, uh, is Matt Rowe winning the Brownlow after two games, three games? If Lockie Neal didn't exist, probably. Mm, he'd be good. tied. He'd certainly have probably, I don't know if he'd have six votes, but um, I thought he had three on the weekend. I actually didn't see his you know, 170-point game, whatever it was. But if you base it off the Supercoach points, I guess he did have a best on ground there too. I think it was best on ground in both those games, to be honest. Yeah. Um, ready for some questions? I've just been kicked out of our uh, Patreon chat on the computer for some reason. So we'll just uh, jump on the phone and have a look. What the? Why are people having a conversation in the podcast question three? I don't know. You know that happens every week. I'll tell you the one thing, and I know we may talk about it at some point, but what I learned, I think, from the weekend, Corey, you know, aside from, you know, Ruckman are still very, very good. Um, Joy Simpkin, now you know, from all the piss taking I was doing before, where I recommended it to you, you to him, yep. Corey. Have you seen how big he is? Yeah, I said that. It was the first thing I said in the preseason. He, you know, and you know what? I think I just brushed you off because he was probably at 1.65 kilos. And I thought, <laughs> oh, maybe he's about 74. <laughs> Mate, his arms are fucking huge. Yeah, he's a unit. You know what it reminds me of? Uh, when Pendlebury was like first in the system and he was Pendlebury a 20 and twig and then he no, but he come back one preseason and he was just a lot bigger than what he was at one he state. He's not as huge. big as Josh Simpkin. Yeah, he's a unit. He's put on a lot of muscle. Huge. And his contested work. Yeah. I mean, you know, Joy Simpkin, and, you know, maybe now because, you know, he's on the radar, watched him more closely and maybe appreciated more about what he had to offer. But his inside work, 
but but not only that, I think he's just kicking skills around the ground, was able to use both feet. Just the size of I was actually so impressed with him. He's always been an excellent despite like he's always used the ball really well. But I think now that he gets more of the ball, oh, definitely. you're yeah. seeing it more, therefore you can appreciate it more. Mate, imagine we're playing full games. He's he would have had thirty touches every game. Well then it's a matter of can he run out full games? Because well, I think he can. well A B this season that, that that's irrelevant. In this season it's irrelevant and that's yeah. why happy to start with him. Obviously, and next year we're not going to get him as a forward. So no, I, I think I think right now in your team, besides Lockie Neal and that five, he's the number one target you should be going for. And that's because he's top six. Oh, that with ease, I, I think yeah. he's arguably second, probably behind Dusty on the end of the season, and I wouldn't be surprised if he passed. And yeah. now, actually, sorry, I can't even say that now because I think Dusty's come back and playing forward. Mm. You think he's a number one? He, I, he seriously could be the number one player on the end of the year. Yeah, forward that is. Yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. I mean, That's he's funny. no, he's no Mark Pitonet, Corey Pitone, because you know he's not averaging one hundred and thirty-five. No one's, no one's that much of an enforcer. Bygones be bygones, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you what, if you told me at the start of the year that my forward line could consist of players like fucking Joy Simkin, um, Segler. Segler, Devin Smith, Bailey Smith. I don't even have Devin Smith. I oh, wouldn't, wouldn't have been that's you know, like a Petrarca right now in my team. I have to play around the, the trades this week, and this is probably a good segue into the Whitfield talk. I would currently, and I was just having a play. This is probably not set in stone because I'm probably going Bailey, but Bailey Smith over Petrarca. But right now, I've got Simkin, Petrarca, Segler as and my you know big what? three up forward. And I'll say this because I say this to you, I feel like almost every week in private chats, we never talk around the podcast. But Brad Ebert is overlooked in this conversation every single fucking time. Yeah, but I, the one thing again that I worry about with Brad Ebert is they've are they going to keep doing this? You think? No, they're not going to keep doing it. But I think he's experienced enough to continue to pump out scores: 104, 127, 116. Yeah, all off a high half flank though. Has Petrarca not done it off a high half flank? Petrarca's had 20... Is Devin Smith not doing it off a high Devin half Devin Smith's the only one. Petrarca hasn't. Petrarca's been in the guts every week. Hey, I'll tell you now, if you don't hey, know I think Devin Petrarca's Smith. their highest CBA attended player in their team. He might be. He might be. But Chad Wingard does it off a high half flank. I don't know Chad Shit. Wingard probably gets a bit more of the ball. but And Devin Smith as well. I mean, we talk about the Essendon back line getting wiped out. What's going to happen when Darcy... Uh, Darcy Andrew McGrath gets put back to the back pocket to cover? I don't think that's happening. But, but no, who are they going to play in the back pocket? They need players with experience nah, from like in that go, back line. They're fucking shit anyway. Who cares? Go I'll get tell you fucking, now, Devin's... Go down you... to Coles. I'll tell you what they can do. They can go down to Coles. They can go to the cashier behind the counter. They can give him an innocent jumper. He can run out there, and he's probably better than the fucking six defenders that normally run out there anyway. I will just say this. Keep an eye on Devin Smith's center bounce attendances if that back line suspended for two weeks because you are concerned about his lack of center bounce attendances. What I'm saying is that he plays midfield, just doesn't attend centre bounces. He may now start to attend centre yeah. bounces. Yeah, look, I, 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 Dev, I could probably see being top six. A player like Brad Eber would be at worst, at, sorry, at best, a player that I'd round my team out with. Keep underappreciating him, it's all right. Well, until you get him, I'm, I'm just going to keep knocking him. And then when you do get him and he drops a 40, that'll be the best. Uh, not for you. Oh, wait, for you, maybe not for me. Maybe Townsend might go play back in defence and actually fucking do something. I will say this. I mean, some of the concern we have around, you know, Simpkin, um, who are some of those other young players? Petrarca, Smith. Petrarca, Smith, all these. The flip side of these players when they don't do so well is what we saw from Connor Rose on the weekend. Yeah. 
you know, he pumped to 30 after averaging 145. A lot of people would have jumped on board. Win the Discord the other night. And, um, you know, one of the things, because we love to jump on there Thursday, teams drop, all that kind of stuff. One of the things I was certainly talking about um, with some of the guys was, let's see how Rosé pulls up against a couple of good teams here. We knew Freo was going to be a... Well, I thought they were going to be more competitive than what they had the first two weeks. Think, now they've got West Coast and Brisbane. Did you watch you watch that game, the Freo thing, okay? No, not a lot of it. Man. Oh, God, it, it was, was, it was piss, yeah, I don't think yeah. Connor Rosie's a wet weather footballer. Yeah, that yeah. as well. That yeah. as well. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens West Coast Brisbane the next two weeks because that should decide whether or not, you know, Rose is going to be in that sort of top line as well. But his role is that kind of half forward role, um, you know, that you're kind of yeah, talking about. But they've also just had Wines come back into the team too. Yeah. So, um, you know, you've got to think about these kind of things. That was always the worry. I think Jai Simpkin is the number one target you should be going for. And again, perfect segue. Lockie Whitfield has to go. Is he named this week? If he's named. Why would he go? Break even of 200. It could almost be one of those beautiful cash generation. No, players historically don't... No, let me... Hear me out. Players historically don't play great off a, um, a concussion. You wanted to get rid of him after round one. I did, when he was 600 and something thousand. He's still 540. Look, what's he going to go down to? 450? And then what am I doing in a few weeks? Scrambling to bring him back. Yeah, well, by that stage, you could probably go fucking Curtis Taylor straight. I mean, this is what I was talking about when I said, you know, we're given two trades. We're going to do patch jobs. We're just fucking sideways in. You can talk yourself into these kind of fucking trades every single week. You can just sideways, sideways, sideways. You never actually end up upgrading your team. Can I ask, though, if you had nothing else to do, right? Right now. I mean, my team's yeah. a prime example. I've got Bernal. I've got Rivers. I have no rookies to go down to. Hmm. Hmm. Would it not make sense to go fucking Whitfield to... I've already got Simpkin, so I can't use that. So uh, Bailey Smith. You get 60K. Oh, yeah, Bailey Smith, 60K. Yeah. Would it be the worst thing you could do? No. No, certainly not. I mean, you put 60K in the bank, don't you? But then you're... Again, you're sideways in. Your predicament yeah, is probably a, a little bit different. You potentially have... You know, Bailey Smith keeps going 100s. He's 550, 560, 600K. You're picking up a bottomed-out Whitfield at 450. You've already had a 250k swing right there. I acknowledge that. Yeah, yeah, I acknowledge that. It's not the worst thing you can do if you've got nothing else. I just think if it's um, if you're basing your trades around prioritising something like that, I think you're going about it the wrong way. Yeah, and then not to mention, I mean, if Kelly's out and Lockie Whitfield's playing, then I think you get that lock in the midfield, Lockie Whitfield I again. Think if Lockie Whitfield's playing. Just fucking keep him. It's Lockie Whitfield. I believe two weeks ago, you were just like absolutely smacking the bloke. And now... Yeah, I was. But, you know, two weeks ago, I had alternate reasons for wanting to do that. And now I'm thinking, well, I've already lost kind of 70K on him. He's playing. He hasn't had a soft tissue injury. He had a concussion. Um, you know, I'd rather do Dangerfield to Lockie Neal than worry about doing Whitfield to Bailey Smith. Friday to Friday, is that enough time? Seven days. It's always been What's seven concussion days. protocol. Look, if he's out, there's no doubt. There's no doubt he'd be on the chopping block. And yeah. for me, he probably would go to, you know, Bailey Smith or Petrarca because this whole fucking double game week shit's fucking thrown me. Um, I think it's rubbish and I, sh I feel like I shouldn't be basing my trades around it. But I feel like the more of them you have, the better chance you're going to be in a few weeks when it does arrive. Fuck, that's going to be a mess. And then not to mention, if they do do a double game week, think about how fucked, like... How much of a disadvantage that is for a team like a Melbourne who might have to play three games in, you know, like 18 days. Yeah. And you know what? Someone like Bernal's not going to get through all that as well. Yeah. 
Um, someone like Gorn might be able to. Who knows? They probably played Jackson through that period as well, I'd imagine. Uh, all speculation anyway. Hopefully they fucking find something better to do. Um, Just don't count the games for us, fuck. Yeah, no, I don't mind it. Right now, who in your team is pissing you off the most? Actually, I'll just come up with a new idea. Supercoach <laughs> HQ. No, no, no. Don't fucking double game weakers. Say they score, right? They score on a Wednesday. They go take the field on a Saturday and they score again. Don't add them together. Take the highest score. That's what both. I said earlier. Take oh, I didn't even score. hear you. Oh, I didn't even hear you say that. Yeah, we didn't acknowledge it. But does that? Well, not, then I like that idea. Then do you reckon does that not skew? I mean, it's probably a better. I was going to say, does that not skew? It's better than adding them together. Yeah, and I think it's somewhere. It's a happy medium because then if a player only plays one game in that period, well, then you just get that score. I like again. I think that's the most sensible way to do it. That that's yeah. No, well. If you came up with that, then good on you. I'm going to read I didn't come up with that. In all fairness, I seen it on Twitter. Well, I like it. Whoever it was, yeah. we don't have the handle, so too bad. And uh, that there would be, I think, the, the most logical thing to do. Now, who in my team's pissing me off the most? What do you want me to fucking start, Corey? Because all I need to do is look at my midfield. Tom Mitchell, you can fuck off. Dangerfield, you can fucking join him. And Bonson and Pelly, you know what? You can lead both of them out of there. You're all Fuck, fucking tossers. I, I thought I had problems with just Dangerfield. Well, I've got three of these fuckheads that aren't top eight. And you know what? Before the weekend, I would have thrown McRae in there too. I, I don't understand. Like, Dangerfield's actually having, like, the same numbers as, like, a Jai Simkin. He's shit. He's, he's fucking... What happened to his kick? gone. You remember he's when gone. there was a stage where he would just not miss a set shot? No. I know. I think that's never been the case with him. Nah, bullfuck. There was a stage where he could... Nah. He would oh. just go in front, slot it, no problem, danger. Bring me the stats. He's never been a good set shot, that guy. All right, I'll give it to you. Hang on. Give it to me. That's never... I'm very, very confident that guy's never been a good shot. 67% in front of goal. Over his career? Yeah. On the run or set shot? No, nah, obviously you're not watching me because I just yeah. sat back in the chair for a little bit. Didn't look at anything. Oh, okay. Well, no, I'm not because <laughs> I've got the Supercoach page open. But if he's running at 67%, he's probably running I was running a liar. At, Don't take that. It was not gospel. Yeah, but he's running a lot better on the run than he's a set shot. He couldn't kick a set shot. He's always been life. good on the run. But fuck yeah. me, man. Can't, I'm, just, I'm watching this dickhead line up for goal every week. And like game to, like game on the line, like, you know, first quarter shit that's always bulk points. He's kicking behind. Yeah, no, stuff him. He's gone. Oh, and we all know here how much I hate Bonton Pelly. But Dangerfield, you're gone before him. I'm sending oh. a fucking message, Corey. All right, so you're obviously doing Dangerfield to Neil, yeah? Neil and or, Neil or Fife. Neil or Fife. Be all right, if you had nothing else to do, yeah. Um, for those who have Neil or Fife, yeah. and my, my team's a perfect example, would you rather Whitfield down to like a, a Smith? Or would you rather Dangerfield to a gaff or Oliver? Mm. And 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 that means everyone's playing this weekend. Correct. Yeah. So I'm assuming I'm assuming Dev, uh, fucking Whitfield's in, like hypothetically, air quote mark. Dangerfield to gaff. Yeah. Well, it's I've, safer. I've, I've done it. It's safer, I, and, and this is ba- this is purely on Bailey Smith's age. The fact yeah. that you know, bit of a cushiony run here at the dome to kind of start the year. Um, and yeah, more so the age kind of thing though, but Gaff's going to be Gaff. I think I had him in my top eight at the start of the year. Did I not? Yeah, I think Um, we both did. I'm very comfortable with, uh, with what Andrew Gaff can bring week to week. All right. So say take Bailey Smith out, go Petrarca. Yeah, no, no. Whoever it is. Okay. You still have it. Unless unless it's Joy Simkin for anyone And because it's it's Lockie Whitfield. 
Jaisinger. Yeah, of course. And yeah. because it's Lockie Whitfield. I mean, Lockie Whitfield, I feel like, you know, even if he does shit the next couple of weeks, he can still come back and, uh, you know, still be a top six averaging forward. However... Yep. Oh, he's um, a lock for a top six forward. You know, I think Danger, mate, you, you're fucked. You, you actually call clock. I don't even want... You know what's yeah. funny is the underlying stats don't look that bad. They don't. It's... They don't. Maybe the bias isn't there, Corey. And when the bias isn't there, the bias isn't there. And it's so funny, get... too, because it was everyone danger at GMHBA, danger at GMHBA. He's fat, at the G this week, he's probably going to score fucking 200. <laughs> I'm just going to hold him there, Corey. But you I, mean, I, mean, so... I mean, you can't write off champions. I still had nine scores over 130 last year. And, mate, he's a fucking highest centre-bounds attendant player in the team. He's got fucking having 24 every week. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Oh, yeah, it's not like they've got scoring issues. It's incredible. They may have, but they probably did come up against the best team in the competition on the weekend. But, um, you know, but prior to that, it's not like they had scoring issues. They beat Hawthorne by oh, 10 Oh, man, goals. surely we can't trade him. He's just fucking... They've just no, lost he's gone. The, he's gone, Corey. To Carlton. They're fucking, he's going to go out there and annihilate someone. Well, fuck it. Then he'll annihilate my team too on the weekend, but I've had enough of him. <laughs> how good, I'm how sending good, a message. How good is fucking Mitch Duncan, by the way? <laughs> if there's one player, it's Corey... His season has been utterly shit. He just gets the cheapest touches for like yeah. cheap points. Yeah. His his season's been utterly shit, Corey. But it looks like I'll be losing a slap to you. Were you on uh, Jake <laughs> Lloyd it was. watch on the weekend again? Oh, I was. Did you see 70 and half time and he ended yeah. up on 101? Now, you know what? That would have been 145 if there was that traditional junk time. Yeah. It, it really and truly could have been. And I think uh, Brett bring him in this week as well. And I was thinking 70 and a half time ago, fuck, now I'm going to have to hear this bloody dog talk, right? No, Thank he God. bring him in, did he? Well, he told me that's what he was doing. Nah. Oh, he's fucking lied to me again, the dog. Did he bring in Doherty? No. He's an actual flog. Like, he's feeding. He's just a flog, that guy. Hang on. No, can confirm. No Doherty. Can confirm. No Lloyd. <laughs> what? He already had Tom Stewart, didn't he? He won in Tom Stewart the week before. Yeah. And he already had Rory Laird. Did he have Sicily? Yeah, I think he started with Sis. You know, Doherty is the third highest averaging defender. He's got do, Brett's got... You know, do you know who the second Fuck, highest averaging Brett's defender Brett's got is? Oliver Viney. Brett's got Oliver Viney and Petrarca. Big Melbourne man. On the one the way he won by 500 points. In. Hey, do you know who the second averaging highest averaging defender is? Ah, uh, I would say, would have liked to say Jeremy Howard. I think that's wrong. He's the first. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, Brandon Dockers. Maynard, Corey. No, Brandon Maynard. On the season? On the season, 104, 105, 125. Holy fuck, that went under the radar. I love that guy. That did go under the radar. He's what? just an average in Dockers. I mean, we're talking Where? skill points here, but... um. Hang on, what's he got? What's his scores? Uh, a ton, ton, ton. Yeah, but like, what was the last one? So he's averaging over 110. 111 is averaging, yeah. Holy shit. What's he worth? 487, right? Fuck, no way. Surely you could pick Braden Maynard. Not at this point. I think you need to see a lot more footy. Fuck. Yeah, it's interesting, that one. How's that for a who am I? I should have given you a who am I there. You never would. I would not have got that in a million years. (laughs) You know Uh, why? Because I don't normally check Supercoach scores like while I watch Collingwood games. Yeah, touche. Yeah, you yeah. see it at the end, surely. Yeah, but I don't really like pay much attention to like mm. a Braden Maynard. Like I'm not looking like, nah. oh fuck Maynard this Woody week. Maynard's Maynard, cool. Yeah. yeah. Shit. No one's, no one's doing that in their right mind. 
You still got Fisher McCasey, or did you trade him out? Never had him, man. I don't know why oh, you well, always got him. He still hasn't gone past his round one. <laughs> his round one starting price, sorry. Shit, they're a basket case that club at the moment. That, well, I was, I was on, I was on with your old mate Dazza last night, and we we're oh, actually talking. Why'd you get on with him? Oh well, I offer, and he jumps in. I don't want having a chat with Daz. Um, but fuck me, how with that midfield? Like, yeah, I'm not saying it's an elite midfield, but that you would the expect names. they're better than that. yeah, the yeah. names. Are they that shit? You know their fucking problem. This is what we were talking last night. They tried to keep their stars, who probably aren't even fucking stars. Start with all these mm. rookies, and they just got rid of all their fucking role players, mm. all their hardworking players, like your Greenwoods, like fucking, they, they're just shit. They're so they're all, shit. They are the second shittest team in the AFL. They, they, uh, their deficiencies are all the same though. Straight. I mean, Sloan Crouch, Crouch yeah, with Rob in the kind of form he is. It's a, it's a good starting center square. Like you can't say the names aren't good, but it just does not get the job done. They're the, but they're all the same player. That's why. Yeah. No, I mean, to do not someone. one of them could fucking outrun Gary Ablett. So, hmm. a Malira out seemed to have had a positive effect on Laird, given he had a ton on the weekend. Yeah, I, I, I said to everyone, but his game was identical to what it's been for the last yeah. three weeks. Except his eight touches in the first quarter were boosted to thirty-eight instead yeah. of nineteen, like he usually sort of had. Yeah, he's still like he's still on my radar. Don't worry about Rory Laird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's not on my. Is he not in your team? No, I didn't start him. Oh, okay. Well, he's just permanently in my team, so I'm not worried about trading. I started him. that other fuckwit from Port Adelaide. And Ken Hinckley's a fucking dog. I hate him as much, almost as much. I hate Essendon, but he had to play back on the weekend because Bonner was out. No centre bounce attendance. Fucking uh, dogs. Dogs, dogs. 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 All right, we were doing questions. Where Where the I hell so. did that go? I don't know. Somewhere. All right. Oh, great! Now they're not loading again. I think that's where we had the problem. That um, I think I just started up. talking. All right, yeah. Uh, Rue Boy 23. Do we have a problem with Dangerfield and Whitfield? Who do we target trades or if so? Have we already just discussed yeah. that? Yeah, we discussed it. Uh, Little Peanut, should we hold Dustin Martin? They're holding the first week, then yes. I think I think that's the case too, but I think be scared. I think Dusty's going to be a lot like um, <clears throat> freaking Heaney moving forward now. In uh, rolling the team, plays yeah. a lot more forward yeah, line. Yeah, I think you'll see a lot more in the next four to five weeks of Dustin Martin, unless unless the Tigers get in serious trouble. Yeah. I'll tell you what, too. Don't fucking mind St. Kilda at three bucks against Richmond this week. No. Uh, hot shame. Danger can't get out of my team quick enough. Hello, Oliver. Anyone considering Jaeger O'Meara or even Shield with the, the double game week imminent? Um, shorter quarters suiting both Jaeger and Shield. I'm guessing the issue is that at the moment with Bombs and Dean was we don't know how to how short the turnaround in their total games would be. Uh, all right, this is my take on the double. You're going to bring in double game week players, right? Only bring in the ones that are actually a genuine chance to finish the year in your team. Don't go fucking giving me names, Dylan Shield. Don't go fucking bringing Darcy Parish into this conversation. Don't bring me that shit. Okay, you want to bring me Oliver, you want to bring me Gorn, you want to bring me Petrarca, you want to bring me Zach Merritt, fine. But look, aside from those four, just don't fuck with any of the other guys. Hmm. I agree. I don't think Dylan Shields top 
ten. I think he just. No, he's not. He's around. just someone you're going to bring in so you can fucking trade out again. People are going to be too fucking focused on this double game week, right? And then when they've only got two trades a week after that, and they're trying to upgrade their team, they're going to be stuck with all the donkeys they've tried to bring in up until that point. And you might have won one game week there, but you were going to lose every single week after that. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Fuck, there's some good calls here, man. The Patreon boys, they fucking got it on they got it on tap. Uh, Shane Milroy, how shit is Bretta? <laughs> I had the worst score I dropped. He's like, I had the worst score. I dropped 22K spots and I still beat him. It's about time he cop shit because I'm always the one fucking copping it. Yeah, he is shit, Shane. Don't worry about it. Uh, Benny Roth, uh, I really hate that we're talking about sideways in primo so early in the year. Last week, I went to Dusty to Patrapa, trapped me by not fucking playing, nicked that to Pitney and banked myself 360k. What do we do with Whitfield first? Dick already talked about it. And secondly, what do we do with Andy Brayshaw? <laughs> the water boy has better time on ground. The water boy might have better time on ground. Did he ton up or get close to a ton on the weekend, I think? <laughs> no idea. Hold on. Let me bring it up. But look, I have been. I think Rothberg I've been speaking to for a while, I'm pretty sure, and I don't really think I've ever had advice to hold him, to be honest. Um, and, and purely because of his time on ground is so poor. He's scoring, look, he's gone 78. No, he only scored 82, which I thought he had more than that. Um, he's not a top six forward. Um, and you know what? He's got some current, somehow he's made 10 grand on the years, only averaged 80. Um, 393, if you can find 100K, you could do a lot of things. You, you could find 60K and get Segler. You could find 90K and get Simkin. You could make 20,000 and get Devin Smith. Um, there is a lot of options there to play with in the forward line. Hey, I just want to say something too, more on this topic. Height players, pre-season height players. I mean, I know we're gonna, it's going to happen again next pre-season. But if you ever think back, okay, we're going into the start of next year, these fucking height players pop up. Just think to yourself, did any of these height players last year get it right? Any of them? Because the answer is no. Because I can guarantee you Simkin wasn't a height player. Um, Dan Houston, fucking, and Brayshaw. They were probably the two most hype names in the preseason. And they're both fucking dogs. I reckon Segler was pretty hyped. Petrarca was. I don't think Segler was super hyped. I, I think, think people that, really enjoyed it because he was a ruck forward. Ruckman, yeah. And, and we went in there. I think there was a little bit more darkness still hype. than there was for anything else. They're still hype. Um, Petrarca was highly hyped. Again. Petrarca's been highly hyped for the last fucking four, five years, though. Yeah, but this is, I guess, what you're getting at. So some have paid off. A lot won't. Happens every year. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Think about it. Yeah. Uh, Millsy. Now, fuck, is this poor me, Millsy. Me and Millsy were talking about Joyce Simpkin two weeks ago. Obviously, I picked him up last week. But fucking hell. You should have borrowed um, me dog. Yeah, you should have. You should have come around. I've never given that dog so many treats, I have to say, since... Honestly, since the, since the weekend, he's eaten, you know, more treats than his body weight. I love it. So we went and played golf on Friday, for those who don't know. It was on Twitter. We had the cup. <laughs> Tied. First time ever. But we'll take it. Nice tie. Um, we're a little bit intoxicated. We won't name the course because uh, there's strict Probably no drink. Yeah. No, strict no drinking rules on this course. <laughs> um, and, oh, by the way, I fucking haven't told the driver story about Brett yet. For those who don't know, Brett broke his drive. Bit of a social. This is a bit of a social fucking uh, podcast at times as well, isn't it? Two, two weeks in a row, two yeah, drives right. gone. Um, we'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> but we get in the car on the Friday and we're driving to the golf course. And uh, was it Friday? Yeah, Friday. Yeah, so you, Friday. When did you do the video? 
Thursday night. Thursday night, yeah. So I'd, I'd already traded Simpkin in before the game, and um, I didn't actually see. I was on the source. Had played golf, I think, got on the source. Had a uh, had big Zerha man over, so we're watching the footy. Um, <laughs> and I hadn't seen the video until I think it was Friday. No, maybe late Thursday night, Friday morning. And um, me and you were having a chat, and we got in the car, and you asked me if I bought him in, and I said no. And then you confirm or deny crack the shits because you said his name was only down because I was pick, picking him in. You would have put who else? Who's the name? Other name you would have put on there? Greenwood. Greenwood. Yeah. Now Greenwood's already on there, wasn't he? Was it Petrarca? Yeah. Sinkin, one of them. Greenwood. Who maybe was the Smith other one? or someone. You it might have been Rose Smith. I put down. Yeah. There. Yeah. Connor Rose. Yeah. You left Connor Rosey off, and you only put Jai Simkin on there because I said I was going to get him. And then, uh, yeah, you shut Dick for a little bit before I traded you that. Um, and look, while we're on the story fun. of social social golf, uh, we went out and had a hit with Bretta on Thursday. Um, down at, where were we? Mount Derriman. Nice course. It was in good condition. Seniors day. So fucking stuck behind a couple of the old fellas down there. Um, but driving, I think it was on the 11th or the 12th. And uh, for those who don't know, Brett's got the shittest set of clubs in history. They're literally from 1964. <laughs> like, he got them from an old shot or some shit. The one club he does have that was incredible is his driver. He had this fucking absolutely amazing Cleveland. I think it was a Cleveland, one of the Clevelands, Cleveland Classic or something um, that he got a couple of years ago, brand new. Anyway, Bretta, Bretta's short game is a bit questionable. Bretta's putting game is absolutely questionable. But Bretta, Bretta can drive. Bretta can absolutely fucking cream a ball off the drive. He was hitting them all right out there on Thursday. And I think we've got to the 11th. I think I had a, like two or three shot lead on him. Just and he's absolutely creamed this drive. I'm talking probably 250, I reckon close to 300 straight down the fairway. It was the best drive of the day. And anyway, I've driven off and it was a good drive, but fucking had about half of what Brett had on there. I've bucked a shot, bucked another one, and then I've landed next to Brett. So I'm like four to Brett's one, and he's in my head. And anyway, as we're driving over the hill to get to this thing, the clubs, the clubs fall out of the back of the cart. And he picks him up, driver completely snapped. <laughs> and the look on his face was just of utter defeat, Holmes. Yeah, good. Fuck him. He utter defeat. And you know what? Um, no, fuck him. And to no. add on that, he imploded. I beat him on the hole and absolutely smashed him for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> he was a man defeated. So, and, and it just, have... and you know what? It just correlated into the weekend as well. So, I think two of us have lost a club. Uh, yeah, I think you, you know what they say. Things happen in threes. Kind of hoping this is next, though, to be honest. Because <laughs> that would be funny, <laughs> Oh, you would love that. Um, yeah, Mil- sorry, Millsy, to be off topic. Uh, having missed Neil and Fife and having my opponent cap one of them every week and chopping me up. With not a lot of cash generation coming up, do I target these two players or do I now try and get the likes of Simpkin, Lloyd, Oliver, tops to fill his team around the primo- the lower end primos in his midfield? Um, then target two players around 700k. Feeling a bit like my season is done, but want to try something before writing it off. These these players, Neil Fife, you know, averaging 160, 150, whatever they are, they're not averaging that for the rest of the year, right? So they need to have poorer scores in order to eventually, you know, bring down that average, say, to 130 on the season, maybe 135. So are we chasing points right now? Yeah, sure. Um, but I think, you know, Lockie Neil and Fife, what they give you at the moment is confidence in a captain option. And I feel that when I look at my team, I have a severe lack of confidence in a captain option. 
Um, you know, example, I went Titch into Grundy last week, 96 for Titch, 103 for Grundy. Um, you know, Crips is like kind of good for like a 115, 120, but he's not rocking those 150s at the moment. McRae did fuck all before that. Um, all the other premier midfielders aren't doing much. You can't trust a defender. You know, do you really want to trust a Ruckman? Do you, re- do you really want to do a, you know, Pitanay, Segler, Nick Nat, you know, something like that. I feel like Gorn, Neil, Fife give you confidence in a VCC option every week. And then you can add Grundy and Cripps kind of into that mix as well. So just remember when you're trading these guys in, you're probably getting more confidence uh, in your captain option. And so you're probably getting two of these guys instead of just one. Tell you what, another player that I don't think we've given enough credit to at the moment is Toddy Goldstein as well. Yeah, yeah, sorry, of course. I just assume that no one kind of has him, but he's averaging, I think, 150-odd on the season as well. Yeah. Um, but I think that's still probably not... Do you know what's funny? Know, if, it's better if, than Grundy. If, if Grundy is continuing to be sore, he would clearly looked a little bit sore the other day. Um, I tell you what, fucking... There's crazier shouts than Goldstein gone running forward. Yeah, which is, and, I think, almost bizarre to mention. But And if you don't have Goldie, you just, you know, look at his last 10 games last year. He probably averaged 150 over the last 10 there as well. Fuck, imagine how scared you are, though, coming up against fucking Grundy every week as well. Imagine how scared you are coming up against Goldie. <laughs> oh, go I think, ways. I don't know why, but I feel a little bit better coming up against Goldie than Grundy, even though points don't suggest it. I'm more intimidated by Goldie this week. And it's going to be interesting what Segler versus Goldie uh, can throw up this week. Yeah, I think I think Goldstein's almost in career best form, and remember how good that year was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I'm only going to ask you this because I want to hear you go on your little rant again that you do every week. What should we do with underperforming players like Josh Kelly, Dangerfield, and Whitfield? Normally, we don't sideways trade, but this is not a normal season. No, I agree. I'm not going to go on a rant here, Corey, because look, maybe not Whitfield. And who was the other one? Danger. Danger. And who? And Kelly. You can fuck Danger and Kelly off. Got no issue. I almost think, I think that on this season, playing. if a player misses a week and you've got nothing and there's nothing there to go down to, to mm. go one up, one mm. down, you fucking might as well use a trade on a sideways. Yeah, I don't mind it. So I'm not going to lose shit at people for sideways trading primos again. New year, new bunch of shit. Fuck it. Let's just get it all out of our system now. When we're back next year, let's not do it. <laughs> It's almost good if people do it now because then next year they're going to keep doing it. Yeah, they get sucked into it. Like, oh my God, it worked out for me last year. Does <laughs> yeah. um, our thoughts on Noble scoring 60s? Has he maxed out? What's the options here? Uh, Whitfield hold or go to Baz Greenwood or Simkin? If you're going to do that, go Simkin. Um, and Haynes, trust him, top six. Um, I actually don't mind trading Noble to Starsevich if you got fuck all to do this week, to be honest, just because of the, you know, you kind of make 20K, but also you get the huge break even. The thing with Noble, I feel like, okay, this might sound a bit weird, but when it comes to him, he's got, he, he just looks dashing, but yeah. I feel like he just rushes his ball use and then just doesn't end up hitting targets. So and it's funny because the thing that I think about with Noble when he first came in was how classy he was at using the ball and he just looks yeah. shit at the moment. Yeah, the ball use isn't great. So he needs to work on his, I guess, his, um, what do you call it, composure. 
If he continues to get named, that's okay. He's not maxed out by all means because, you know, his break-even might be 39, but don't forget he had a 40 the week before last. So, you know, you've got to give that a week or two for that to disappear from his system. So if he backs up a couple 60s, 70s here, his break-even is going to stay, you know, mid to low 30s and he's going to be all of a sudden 280, 290K with the same break-even. So certainly not maxed out. But if you've got nothing else to do, the move to Stasevich, don't hate it. Put it that way. Yeah, I wouldn't like I said last week. I wouldn't be surprised if he was dropped. Yeah, if the he is, I mean, helping him is winning and, team. Yeah, and if he is, then we trade. I mean, that's that's not an issue. I mean, how good was Tyler Brown on the weekend? Just quietly. Yeah, I mean, he pumped out an eighty odd. That was much needed. I, I liked the goal he kicked. I was, I actually did a big kind of fist pump when that happened as well because I was using him as a loophole option on the weekend, Tyler Brown. Yeah. So, <laughs> which didn't matter uh, in the end because McHenry well, didn't play. We'll give our table king a little bit of airtime here. Uh, where to start? Fuck around three and best 18. Five primos missed because of that decision. Had three bench players with no E, all at 80 points and above. Should have been top 18 regardless of lines given the timing and circumstances. I've officially blown a gasket. Captain Dangerfield and the dumb cunt to add salt to already gushing wound. There is a question here. Do I trade miserable danger or sideways trade Rosie to Simpkin? Danger gets five. Rosie to Simpkin. Um, fuck, that's actually really hard because they're a bit much the same. Would you rather the combination of Danger and Simpkin or Rosie and Fife? Oh. That's line ball. That's I reckon at the ball. moment, Simpkin and Dangerfield. That's only because... Simpkin's fucking... But, but if it's... if it's uh, he, Here's my other thing that I think helps Rose kind of... Rose, oh, actually, could fucking hinder him um, with Xavier Dersma going out. Yeah, it's 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 line ball. I feel like Simpkin and Danger might be a little smarter because Simpkin, I think we now think is top six, and top we've two. seen we probably feel that Danger can turn the tide Switch at some it, yeah. point. And if it turns, you're going to feel like a dick trading him out. Um, oh, but and... yeah, again, I wouldn't be surprised if those two switch. I just want I just worry now. Does Rosie have to be more time on like a? How much does five like... beat Dangerfield by on on average for the rest of the year? I, I could honestly see them both averaging 120 going forward. Do you think five could beat Danger by say 15, 20 on the year? It, he could. I don't think he will. From okay. from this point to the end of the year, I don't see him beating him by 15, 20. Oh fuck! Actually, I could. No, could. yeah, I definitely could because I could see Danger. I could see five averaging 130 and Danger going 110. And what do you think the difference between Simkin and Rosie is from this point? Ah, uh, Simkin out averages Rosie probably by about thirty. So you're saying the difference between actually Simkin... not thirty, probably twenty. So, so again, so then you're just making a line ball call. You, I feel like you're more confident in Simkin beating Rosie by twenty than you were five beating. Hundred percent, I'm more. So therefore, in your situation, you would bring in Simkin and hold Danger. You should just sit here and let everyone ask you their trade situation every week. <laughs> uh, then make them reflect. I just make people reflect, Corey. It's all I do. Very good. I, I reckon more people should use you in your one-on-one time that you offer up. <laughs> every fuck. Yeah, people, just Corey, the weirdest lot, times. Um, Arogo, thoughts on Luke Ryan and his scoring potential? Be honest, I haven't given Luke Ryan second thoughts. What's he even done this year? I know the back end last year was sort of good. I assume this guy probably started with him because what's he averaging on the year 80? Nah, piss him off. I'm done with that. 
don't uh, want to Frogger wants to know that if you were running the week this running last week, would have you done plug in average or projected for Melbourne slash Essendon? Best eighteen or best twenty two? If I was running else. the league as if I was running Supercoach. Supercoach, yeah. I reckon I feel like I would have gone to best 20. Yeah. I feel like 20, look, and the reason I say that is you got 18 teams, 22 fielded. You take two out, you're taking one ninth out. So what's roughly one ninth of 22? It's probably two point something players. So just round it up to, or round it down to two players get taken out. So 20, best 20. Okay, if Lockie Whitfield gets knocked out in the forest and none of my opponents are forced to copy score, has he still shut the bed? Yes. I was in that situation. I mean, I didn't carry his score this weekend, but um, my opponent didn't have Whitfield. So Corey, uh, well, was with you on Friday night yeah. when that happened and I was in a fucking mood. That's it was funny, yes. <laughs> it was not funny for me. It was. It was actually a dummy spit. The toys were out of the car. <laughs> I think I would have beaten this guy even still with 22 in the end because he had Josh Kelly and fucking Toby Green. So he had a bit of shit go wrong for him. Wade wants to know why GWS plays are so soft. Oh, fuck. I don't know, man. Uh, Ruboy, is Boke becoming a must-have? That's one player yeah. we haven't given enough attention to. Yeah, not a must-have, but let's not forget, his average of 130 is skewed by that 160 on the weekend. So... Oh, I'm not calling him a must-have, but certainly he's a, a, he's a guy in the radar. He seems to be the only Port Adelaide midfielder that's guaranteed yeah. midfield minutes. Yeah, he's a guy on the radar, but he's not a must-have. Uh, Williamson versus Rivers. Williamson. Oh, that's one we didn't talk about. Ah, uh, the Carlton guy. Yeah, yeah, look, I'm confident his body will um will give in, to be honest. Go check um, the photo that he's posted. Would Williamson have to get rid of those sideburns first? <laughs> I need to look Very at the photo. Good. I'm relatively confident I know what's going on there. But look, this guy is a um a good user of the ball, and they were just waiting, I think, for the injury to kind of come through. 53 he scored. He's just at sub 150. Um, you know, Rivers is named, just go down to the 117k. He's locked into that Melbourne team. It probably won't take much for Williamson to either get dropped or, or to succumb to another injury, I think. Who who went out? Who did what did he take? Nick Newman. Oh, Nick Newman. Nick Newman Surely he holds that for the year. Yeah, he might be able to hold it. I just think that, and I speak about this a lot, that Carlton back line is an area, I think, of strength in terms of, you know, you got Simpson, you got Doherty, you got Petrovsky Seaton, you got Jones, Marchbank still to come back into that team. You got Weeders there, Plowman. You know, how many, you know, I've already named seven defenders without naming Williamson. So it's kind of like, you know, where does he actually kind of fit in there? I'm not sure that he actually does. Well, he's in a winning team, mate, so. He's getting a game this week. We know that. But he's also going to succumb to injury, I think. And um, I think you're just going to get better points from Rivers anyway. And he's cheaper. Get Rivers. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, what about the option that, you know, McKinnery out? Oh, that's only if you've already got like someone that can go swing a defender into the midfield. You've got a Rivers or something. Or, you know, swing yeah. a forward into the midfield. Brander up forward. Um, yeah. And then Don't forget bring him in. That, yeah. Yeah, you know, use a three-way trade for a non a non-playing player to get that extra defender in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. All right, beautiful. Vice captain and captain. Now, Corey, I mean, I, I gave you five names, and apologies do go out to the uh, Patreons who should have received something from me last week. But in all fairness, in, is in a bit of a state, and I was in no position uh, <laughs> kind of before that to kind of do anything as well. So I do an apology. My article will be early. or will be written tomorrow. So that way we don't end up in this situation again. 
But uh, like I said earlier, you, I've only got five. Op- there's only five worthy people. Well, there's six. Depends if I'm ballsy enough to put one of them in there. And I might just speak about them on the uh, on the article as opposed to dropping it here. But the five people that are worthy of a thought would be Cripps. Matt Rowe. Cripps. Yep. Grundy. Yep. Uh, Lockie Neal. Yep. Nat Fife. Yep. And Max Gorn. And, sorry, you missed the six. And? Oh, sorry, Mark Pitternet. Yeah. Uh, sorry, you missed the seventh. Oh, yeah, Matt Real. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Their favourites again, the goal goes, sons. I'll tell you now, that was some good footy. I thought Adelaide were going to actual rebound, but um, that was some... I didn't see their first game, but I saw that one because um, I was actually half interested in it. And they should have been seven goals up at quarter time, to be fair. And they were kicked like two goals, seven or something like that. Adelaide had a scoreless quarter. They monstered them. But I think sometimes we see with young teams, when they're starting to sort of do things together, they just struggle to kind of just to put all the pieces together and have that real complete performance. Yeah. And I'll either be going Grundy into Neil or Fife into Neil. Yeah. And you know what? There's that many options. I think Neil's the obvious. I mean, they're against Adelaide. Um, if Matt Rial can do 141, you know, I think we're going to be comfortable. Neil might be able to do 150 plus here. And that's why he'd be my number one trade target this week, Lockie Neil, because of that fixture. He's at home. He's averaging 160 on the season. So, you know, spoiler alert, he does come in at number one this week. Is, uh, is Matt Rial a keeper? No, he's not a keeper. I mean, let's not be stupid. I mean, he might be the first first-year player to average 100 because he probably only have to score like 85, 90 every week from here to keep an average above 100, to be honest. Um, I think I think he can go deep, though. If you can go deep, if we're running out of trades and, you know, the worst thing you've got is, you know, Matt and Real pumping out a 95 at midfield at eight, then you're not in the worst position because Dangerfield's probably still pumping out 70s at that point. If Matt Rial became a top six for uh, top six midfielder this year, yeah. c- would you consider him next year? Fuck no. Only because that second first year player kind of bullshit. Well, I think when or I or select- just because there's too much variance in this season. When I pick my starting players, Corey, I need to I need to have a, a bit more history than one year, okay. especially for the midfielders, because you know what that's the, that's the line that's meant to carry your team. And I feel like, you know, I'm only ranked fucking 6,000 overall. I'm not actually, you know, I don't think I'm that poorly ranked, but my six midfielders and with the exception of Cripps, McRae, Mitchell, Danger and Bont have been really poor. I mean, if that red, you know, even Cripps, McRae and then, I don't know, Fife, Neil, I don't know, I don't know, someone else that's fucking done pretty good in the first three games. You know, imagine me overall ranking, then I'll be fucking, you know, 1,200 or something. You know what I mean? Those midfield spots meant to carry out. I would not be confident letting Raul do that kind of work starting yep. next year. Like your most pick Sam Walsh this year, so that's interesting. That's a fucking lie, mate. <laughs> yeah, can I confirm or deny? Uh, anything else to add? No? Nope. Okay, cool. A little bit of silence from there. It's been a been a um, bit of a long pod, this one. No worries. Yeah. Well... But- Probably not long for the listeners because they enjoy the social yeah, aspect of it all, glory, don't they? But look, it was much needed. Um, or to lead us on behalf of Bombs, myself, um, Brett, who's still crying over his driver, um, our patrons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites. Peace out, community, and thank you for watching slash listening.